The Intruder by Emile Pataha. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Berard. The Intruder by Emile Pataha. From Future Fantasia, Winter 1940. It was in San Francisco, on the walk above the sand and surf that pounded like the heart of the earth. There was wind, the sky and sea blended in a gray mist. I was sitting on a stone bench, watching a faint hint of distant smoke, wondering what ship it was and from what far port. Mine was a pleasant wind, loneliness. So when he came, wrapped in his great overcoat and muffler, hat pulled down and sat on my bench i was about to rise and leave him there were other benches and i was not in the mood for idle gossip about hitler and taxes don't go please his plea was authentic i must get back to my shop i said surely you can spare a moment i could not even to begin to place the accent in his voice low as a whisper tense his deep-set eyes held me his face was pale and had a serenity born of suffering a placid face not given to emotional betrayals yet mystical i sat down again here was someone bewilderingly strange someone i wouldn't soon forget he moved a hand toward me as though to hold me from going and i saw with mild curiosity that he wore heavy gloves like mittens i am not well i I must not be out in the damp air, I said. But today I just had to go out and walk. I had to. I can understand. I warmed to the wave of aloneness that lay in his words. I too have been ill. I know you, Otis Marlin. I have visited your shop off Market Street. You are not rich, but the feel of the covers on a fine book between your hands suffices. Am I right? I nodded. But how? You have tried writing, but have had no success. Alone in the world, your loneliness has much a family man, harassed, might envy. That's true, I admitted, wondering if he could be a seer, a fake mystic, bent on arousing in me an interest in spiritism, favorable to his pocketbook. His next words were a little amused, but he didn't smile no i'm not a psychic in the ordinary sense i visited your shop i was there only yesterday he said and i remembered him in returning from my lunch i had met him coming out of my humble place of business one glimpse into those brooding eyes was not a thing to soon forget and i recalled pausing to watch his stiff-legged progress down the street and around the corner there was now a pause while i watched leaves scuttling along the oiled walk in the growling wind and then a sound like a sigh came from my companion it seemed to me that the wind and the sea spoke loudly of a sudden as though approaching some dire climax the sea wind chilled me as it had not before i wanted to leave dare i tell you dare his white face turned upward it was as though questioned some spirit in the winds. I was silent, curious, yet fearful of what it might be. 
he might not be allowed to tell me the winds were portentously still were you ever told as a child that you must not attempt to count the stars in the sky at night that if you did you might lose your mind why yes i believe i've heard that old superstition very reasonable i believe based on the assumption that the task would be too great for one brain i suppose it never occurred to you he interrupted that this superstition might hold even more truth than that truth as malignant as it is vast perhaps the cosmos holds secrets beyond comprehension of man and what is your assurance that these secrets are beneficent and kind is nature rather not terrible than kind in the stars are patterns designs which if read might lure the intrepid miserable one who reads them out of earth and beyond beyond to immeasurable evil do you understand what i am saying his voice quivered metallically was vibrant with emotion i tried to smile but managed only a sickly grin i understand you sir but i am not in the habit of accepting nebulous theories such as that without any shred of evidence there is sad to say only too much evidence but do you believe that men have lost their minds from incessant study of the stars perhaps some have i don't know i returned but in the south of this state in one of the country's leading observatories i have a friend who is famous as an astronomer he is as sane as you or i if not saner i tacked the last sentence on with significant emphasis the fellow was muttering something into his muffler and i fancied i caught the words danger and fools we were silent again low dark clouds fled over the roaring sea and the gloom intensified presently in his clipped speech the stranger said do you believe that life exists on other planets other stars have you ever wondered what kind of life might inhabit the other stars in the solar system and those beyond it his eyes were near mine as he spoke and they bewitched me there was something in them something intangible and awful i sensed that he was questioning me idly as an outlander might be questioned about things with which the asker is familiar as i might ask a new yorker what do you think of the golden gate bridge i wouldn't attempt to guess to describe for instance a martian man i said yet i read with interest various guesses by writers of fiction i was striving to maintain a mood of lightness and ease but inwardly i felt a bitter cold as one on the rim of a nightmare i suddenly realized with childish fear that night was falling writers of fiction and what if they were to guess too well what then is it safe for them to have full reign over their imaginations like the star-gazers i said nothing but smiled perhaps man there have been those whose minds were acute beyond most earthly minds those who have guessed too closely to truth perhaps those who are beyond are not yet ready to make themselves known to earthlings and maybe they are annoyed with the puny publicity they receive from imaginative writers ask yourself what is imagination 
are earth minds capable of conceiving that which is not and has never been or is this imagination merely a deeper insight into worlds you know not of worlds glimpsed dimly in the throes of dream and whence come these dreams tell me have you ever awakened from a dream with the sinister feeling that all was not well inside your mind that while you the real you were away in limbo someone some thing was probing in your mind invading it and reading it might not they leave behind them in departure shadowy trailings of their own minds now i was indeed speechless for a strange nothing had started my neck hairs to prickling authors who might have guessed too well two no three writers whose stories had hinted at inconceivable yet inevitable dooms writers i had known had recently died by accident what of old legends of the serpent who shall one day devour the sun that legend dates back to mu and atlantis who man was and is satan christ and jehovah benevolent and all-saving were but a monstrous jest fostered by they to keep man blindly content and keep him divided among himself so that he strove not to unravel the stars man in my foolish youth i studied by candle flame secrets that would scorch your very soul of women who with their own bare hands have strangled the children they bore so that the world might not know disease and sickness at which physicians throw up their hands in helpless bafflement when strong men tear at their limbs and heads and agony seeking to drive forth alien forces that have netted themselves into their bodies i need scarcely recount them all each with its own abominable significance it is them who are eternal and nameless who send their scouts down to test earthman don't you realize that they have watched man creep out of primal slimes take limbs and shamble and finally walk and that they are waiting biding their time i shivered with a fear beyond name i tried to laugh and could not then bold with stark horror i shouted quite loudly how do you know this are you one of them he shook his head violently no no i made as to go feeling an aching horror within me stay only a moment more man i will have pity on you and will not tell you all i will not describe them and i will not essay that which when upon first seeing you here by the sea i first intended i listened not daring to look at him as in the grip of demonic dream my fingers clutched at the edges of the bench so tightly that i have been able to write with them until now he concluded thus so you see that i am everywhere a worldless alien sometimes the secret is too great for one mind to contain and i must talk i must feel the presence of someone human near me else i shall attempt to commit suicide and again fail it is without end my horror have pity on me man of earth as i have had pity on you it was then that i gripped him by the shoulders and looked with pleading desperation into his staring eyes 
why have you told me what my voice broke my hands fell to my sides i shuddered he understood shrieked one word pity into my insensible ear and was gone that was three nights ago and each night since has been hell i cannot remember how long it was after the stranger left that i found myself able to move to rise hobble home suddenly ancient with knowledge and i cannot will not reveal to you all that i heard i thought myself insane but after an examination a physician pronounced me that i had been strained mentally i am competent but i wonder if he is wrong i viewed the silken stars to-night with loathing he sought to master their inscrutable secret meaning and succeeded he imagined he dreamed and he fed his sleep with potions so that he might learn where his mind might be during sleep and himself probe into the mind that wandered from space into his resting body shell i am no scientist no biochemist so i learned little of his methods only that he did succeed in removing his mind from earth and soaring to some remote world over and beyond this universe where they dwell and they knew him to be a mind of earth he told me he but hinted of the evil he beheld so potent with dread that it shattered his mind and they cured him and sent him back to earth they are waiting he shrieked in his grating skeleton of a voice they are contemptuous of man and his feeble colonies but they fear that some day like an overgrown idiot child he may do them harm but before this time when man has progressed into a ripeness they will descend then they will come in hordes to exploit the world as they did before of his return and his assuming the role of a man the alien spoke evasively it was to be assured that this talk of his was not some repulsive caprice to know that all of it was true that i gripped him and beheld him to my everlasting horror i must know little in itself what i saw but sufficient to cause me to sink down on the stone bench in a convulsive huddle of fear never again in life can i tear this clutching terror from my soul only this that when i looked into his staring eyes in the dimness of murky twilight and before he understood and quickly avaunted i glimpsed with astoundment and repugnance that between the muffling of his coat and black scarf the intruder wore a meticulously painted metal mask to hide what i must not see end of the intruder by emile pitaha <laughs>